Designed by Wingnut Social is brought to you by Wingnut Social, the leading interior design and home pro digital marketing agency. We know it works so you don't have to. Learn more at wingnutsocial.com. Have you hit a wall when it comes to growing your design business? Then welcome to Designed by Wingnut Social, helping home professionals accelerate their success with proven industry practices and expert advice. Hey kids, and welcome to Designed by Wingnut Social. I'm your host, interior decorator, Darla Jethro-Powell. And today we are joined by Justin Nelson of Sphere Rocket Virtual Assistants. And he has quite an amazing story for an entrepreneur, CEO, business owner of uh, such a young age. I think you're going to be very impressed with his accomplishments in life. But first, you know the drill. Before I have my conversation with Justin, I got to tell you a little bit about him. Justin Nelson is the founder and CEO of Sphere Rocket Virtual Assistance, an industry-leading virtual workforce company. Since 2020, Sphere Rocket has placed more than 5,000 virtual assistants serving over 1,500 growing small businesses. So, guys, <laughs> since 2020, right? Okay. Um, Justin has a lot more to tell us about growing a business, your work-life balance, what it means to be happy when you own a business. Sometimes that doesn't exactly equate, right? All right, guys, help me in welcoming Justin Nelson to the show. Hey, Justin Nelson, welcome to the show. How the hell are you? I am doing great. Much better than the Miami Dolphins. <laughs> oh, 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 you went there. Oh, my gosh. I was vulnerable for one second and you used it against me. I know. But you know what? They're still, what, six and three? Six, and that's bad. better than what we've had in quite a while. So... I'll take it. I'll take it. <laughs> I think we're still going to go to the playoffs. Anyway, we were talking about that in the green room for you for wondering what the hell this is the interior design business podcast, right? <laughs> so, so Justin, today we're going to be talking about, um, well, first of all, you are the, the founder, the CEO, the grand high poobah of sphere rocket virtual assistance, right? I am. I am. And you have an incredible track record of success that we're going to share your nuggets of wisdom with the audience and uh, glean some of that inspiration and wisdom. But you, in the green room, you're also telling me that you do like 40 of these a month. <laughs> yeah, no, it's uh, I love speaking. I love sharing. I love inspiring. So every opportunity I get, I soak it up. Wow. You, you, that is hustle. That's hustle there, right? Right there. That's inspirational enough. We can just say, okay, that's it. Have a great, have a great day, guys. Thanks for, thanks for tuning in. So tell us a little bit about yourself and uh, just really quickly before we dig in a virtual um, sphere of virtual assistance, and then mm -hmm. we'll, we'll see how the hell you're so successful and what we can impart to the audience. Yeah, absolutely. So I'll try to keep it as brief as possible. Obviously, like probably a lot of people say serial entrepreneur got started at 14, um, actually got started in the real estate space. Um, my dad quit his corporate job, um, retired from the military when I was 15 and uh, jumped into real estate right away. So at 15, he's like, I don't know anything about marketing. I don't know anything about online lead gen. Um, I, you, you take care of that, you know, if you want to and watch some videos and I'll pay you some commission here and there. Um, even <laughs> though we didn't realize we were going to close a deal for like the first six to 12 months. But uh, I, loved, I loved it. That's where I got my start. Um, ended up going to play college football real fast. Dropped out when I was 18. Um, because alongside of my dad from the time of 15 to 18, we had grown a big enough real estate business where I was starting to make more money than what I was going to make coming out of an engineering college, you know? And so I was like, man, why <laughs> yeah. am I going to college when I'm making more money already? Like, it just seemed really weird to me. Um, so dropped out and then became a traditional real estate agent. Did that from 18 to 22. 
got I, I very humbly like to say I got enough success at a, at a young enough age where the industry noticed and it gave me um, a blessing of an opportunity to find my true passion, which I've really embraced over the last few years, which is, you know, speaking on stages, inspiring, you know, especially those that, you know, maybe because I always look back like if it wasn't for my dad taking that leap of faith at 15 to get into entrepreneurship, I probably would be at an engineering job that I probably didn't like. And so I have a true passion for speaking. So did that for a few years, Um, grew a coaching company in the real estate space to about 1500 clients that I was coaching in a group coaching session, um, which then led me to 2020, um, which is where Sphere Rocket Virtual Assistance, which is my entire life now of what I do on a day-to-day basis was launched. And so launched that about three years ago um, in early 2020. It was about a month prior to COVID. So we got very lucky. I mean, a virtual company a month prior to COVID, you know, (laughs) very humbly. I know a lot of businesses were hurt during that time, but for us, it was, you know, a launching pad. So I've been doing that for about three and a half years now. Um, We've grown to about 5,000 full-time virtual assistants that work underneath our brand Holy um, and about 3,000 clients. And so that, uh, that alone uh, with (laughs) about a hundred team members. So it's a little bit of my brief story, but that's what I do day to day now is run Sphere Rocket virtual assistants. And um, yeah, I mean, just me having a hundred team members of my own is, you know, enough to fill, to fill a full week worth of schedule. So, um, so yeah, so that's a little bit of my mini story. So that's crazy. I can't wait to dig in and pick your brain because that, that is serious goals there. And I have to ask you, I mean, if you guys are watching on our YouTube channel designed by Wingnut Social, um, Justin, you, you look very young. Mm -hmm. (laughs) How old are you? I'm 26 now. So, oh, um, wow. Oh, ripe old age. You're ready to retire. My (laughs) goodness. Ready to retire. So (laughs) I, I I just hit the, my first decade in the, in in the real estate business. So, um, which sounds kind of crazy to say at 26. You've, you've had such great, um, uh, role model, right? With your dad starting mm-hmm. his entrepreneurial journey. So, so young, you've been very blessed in that regard to have such an example and to, to be led in that life. A lot of the listeners, you know, the solopreneurs, they don't have that. They don't come mm-hmm. from a background whose family has a business or entrepreneurial mindset. So that has been a little bit of a struggle mm-hmm. for some of our listeners. So that is just, that's just amazing. So um, when you went to school to do the engineering thing, were you just always like, ah, oh, man, this isn't what I want to do so much. Maybe I really want to do the the mm-hmm. um, entrepreneur thing like my dad. And were you fighting it the whole time? Or yeah. it was just an epiphany? Well, so obviously I went to college first because I didn't want to have regrets, which is a big thing in my life that I always say, I don't want to have regrets. I went to college more for the college football piece of it because it's like, how many times can I say I didn't I didn't take the scholarship opportunity type of situation? But with that being said, it's really unique because, you know, you obviously have some people that have no role models at all, you know, in the in a previous business upcoming, like you said. And then you have those that maybe were born, you know, into a family that's been running a business for 20 years or, you know, they've all they've known since they were two was their family owning a business where, you know, in my situation, it was kind of across a both, right? So when my dad started the business at 15, he didn't have like this long, successful track record of like security and the business is always going to grow and it's not yeah. going anywhere. And so it was really interesting of, at least in my situation, it was like, I was very conflicted to get back to your question because I was like, okay, I see the success he had in such a tw- short time frame and I but I know he worked his ass off to get there but at the same time I'm like but the but the security because I'm you know humbly I'm a very smart guy I can I can go to engineering and I can you know I can lock in that 80 to 120 grand a year just based on everything I know and I can live that you know very comfortable life probably above average you know income wise Um, but then I also saw the fruits of 
the freedom too. So it's a very, very conflicted. I was like, he doesn't have like a 10 year track record where I know we can sustain the success. But at the same time, I was starting then just to get into the self-development journey where I was like, oh, you know, we it can be sustained, you know, if you want it to be sustained. Well, especially at your level now. I mean, you've, you've set yourself a nice, <laughs> I think you're good. My wife is actually going through something similar. She's mm-hmm. actually an engineer. Okay. Uh, she works as a civilian for the Navy and oh, she nice. sees the freedom that mm-hmm. owning a business. So she's like, oh, she's thinking of business ideas and stuff. So maybe I should connect you to. Okay. <laughs> I love it. So, but enough about me, but enough about me. So, so Justin, one of your big points, and we were talking in the green room and doing the research for this episode in the direction of the episode was talking about creating leverage in your yeah. personal and professional life. What do, what do you mean by that? Give us an angle. Yeah. So, you know, one of the, one of the things that a lot of times when people are in business and they get super busy, like, let's just say that you're super successful or you're growing, right? Whatever success is to you, it could be going from zero a month to a thousand a month or going to a hundred thousand a month. It doesn't really matter. And a lot of times people start throwing money at problems, right? I'm so overwhelmed. I'm so busy. So we start hiring assistants and we start paying for things. And, you know, there's le- leverage is basically just putting something in place to give your time back, right? And as entrepreneurs, I think a lot of times we try and fix our business side of things, and yet we're a wreck in our personal life. So, you know, as I started to get through the journey, you know, and my coach said, okay, you want to make at first 10 grand a month in your, you know, in your business. He says, well, you're still mowing your lawn for three hours on a Saturday, right? He's like, you're, you're still grocery shopping as a male that can't grocery shop, you know, and it's taking you four hours to go through the grocery store. And so we started just looking at little things, you know, and for me, I was single, you know, so I was spending my extra time with, you know, working. But for a lot of people that I coach and mentor over the years, it's like they complain they can't go to their kids choir practice, you know, concert or they miss soccer. But then you see them mowing the lawn that they could have paid $20 for someone to do. And so for me, leverage is all about not just business, right? I mean, the virtual assistants help a lot in the business. But yeah. when, I, when I was first getting started, my virtual assistants, and I kind of tell this story, it's not something I do as much now, now that, um, you know, I'm married. And we kind of can share some responsibilities, but like I used to have a camera that was pointed at my fridge, right? And uh, you know, and what it would, and what it would do is it would basically my virtual assistants would check it, and they would know what would be in it. They would order it. So if I was like on a trip or I was at work all day, I'd come home and it would be there'd be groceries sitting there at five o'clock to restock my fridge. And you know, some people might go, well, "That's a little absurd," or "That's just bougie," or "That's over the top." But for extra. me, yeah, extra, absolutely. <laughs> but it's like, no, I, I now get to spend that hour that I was, I would have maybe have done that. And I can rededicate that energy to something that I'm passionate about, right? If I had kids, it could have been spending time with my kids. If it, at the time it was just building the business a little bit faster. Um, and so, yeah. So, I mean, I think it's just really taking a look at our lives and going, what can I leverage? And sometimes it's just getting over the stubbornness, right? For me, it was stubborn. I was like, but I, I'm a man, I mow my lawn and I'm, but I was like, they're like, no, you don't have to, right? If you'd love to do it, I guess you can keep doing it. But I was just being stubborn. So so as interior designers, we tend to be a little bit control freaks. Mm-hmm. I, I think it's kind of just owning our own business and small businesses. We feel like we have to do everything. And the thought of delegating, even even something like mowing the lawn or grocery shopping mm-hmm. sometimes, if I want it done right, I got to do it myself. Did you ever go through that? Or it sounds to me like you're a natural delegator. Yeah, well, I mean, I think some of my, I think I call it naiveness, right? I came into the business at 18 and, you know, I didn't have that corporate background or I didn't have a whole bunch of life 
that had maybe, you know, hardened me a little bit to leverage or been in different businesses or in different roles. Um, and so I think I was a little bit naive, but what's really interesting is, you know, I actually have a ton of clients in your space. I think we have some mutual contacts in Janel Uselton and Lori Graham and some of those, and I've spoken sure. a lot for them and, you know, interior designers specifically, you know, you should, you know, you should be a control freak. If you're going into a home, you want it to look good, right? You don't want to, sometimes it's hard to have someone else go in the home and your name be on it and it look off, you know, or look wrong. And so, you know, I always tell people like, and I did this last year, I coached two interior designers one-on-one. And the number one thing I told them is, okay, awesome. Let's baby step our way into this, right? You know, let's go. Maybe we don't leverage anything in the business yet, right? Okay. Maybe, maybe we don't leverage anything. Maybe let's, like you said, let's leverage grocery shopping. Let's get you that 30 minutes back. And if that extra 30 minutes, you can go reinvest into your business now where you're a control freak. Awesome. Let's just start with that. Okay, cool. Now we got 30 minutes back from not mowing your lawn. Cool. You can go reinvest that in your business. Once we can get that cleared out, well, then we'll start taking the things in the business and a lot of times big business coaches are like, do the, take the highest dollar producing activity. You do that and delegate everything else. Well, that's like, that's like trying to tell someone, you know, to just, it's, 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 it's not natural for them. So you're just telling them right. just because this is the way it is to do it this way. So we kind of like to do baby steps. So if you know, Dave Ramsey, it's kind of the same mm-hmm. thing. Like, it's like, like theoretically he says pay off the smallest at first well finance like numbers wise that doesn't make sense but it's the financial it's that it's that little win you get and so we kind of do the same thing when we look around is like what are the little things you got to build up that muscle um is the biggest thing i would say is give away things that aren't super important if they get messed up you know in the beginning that you don't you know get it doesn't ruin your business or anything like that and as you build that muscle up you'll start to realize that almost every single thing in your business can be given away for the most part with the right people are you an interior designer looking to expand your reach and attract more clients well we've got just the solution for you wingnut social is the leading social media marketing agency designed exclusively for interior designers Picture this, your stunning designs showcased to a vast online audience, generating buzz and capturing the attention of potential clients. With Wingnut Social, you can transform your social media presence into a powerful marketing tool. Wingnut Social understands the unique challenges faced by interior designers when it comes to social media marketing. That's why they've created a comprehensive strategy tailored specifically to your needs. With Wingnut Social, you'll have access to expertly crafted content strategies, custom tailored for the interior design industry. Say goodbye to those days of staring blankly at your screen, wondering what to post next. Wingnut Social takes care of that for you, ensuring your posts are engaging, relevant, and captivating. But it doesn't stop there. Wingnut Social also provides in-depth analytics, allowing you to track the performance of your social media campaigns. Discover which posts are resonating with your audience, identify new trends, and make data-driven decisions to maximize your marketing efforts. And the best part? Wingnut Social offers personalized coaching and support. Our team of social media experts will guide you every step of the way, sharing insider tips and tricks to elevate your brand and increase your online visibility. So why wait? Take your interior design business to new heights with Wingnut Social. Visit wingnutsocial.com today to learn more. Wingnut Social, where stunning designs meet social media success. 
Okay, so that, you know, that is something that I, I read a book a while ago. It's called The Big Leap by Gay Hendricks. Mm-hmm. And he really put me in that mindset of delegating what's called outside of the scope of your genius to free up your time on make doing the big picture stuff, you know, with the things that you're good at and delegating the things that you're not so great at or you even don't like doing to other people. I really only put that in the scale or scope of my business, though. I never really considered, oh, people mowing the yard or people doing grocery shopping or virtual assistants doing other things to free up my life value, you know, the the quality time I can spend with my friends or my family or or even working on my business. So that's a really terrific perspective. So going from real estate to the virtual assistant sphere, right? Mm -hmm. That's you see what I did there is a little (laughs) is a little different. So what was the bridge there? What what was it that you saw from going to the real estate, uh, being Mm -hmm. a business person there to creating this and scaling it up in such a huge way? Yeah, so for me, like, like the the way the business got started is r- virtual assistants were in real estate for for probably the past fifteen years, and okay. you know one of the interesting things that I saw people continually and this is really a key indicator in the real estate space is I kept seeing every agent had no retirement plan had no exit in the business they were all by themselves a solopreneur we see that a lot in like staging and interior design too right sure just it's like if you stop designing homes your income stops right there's no team to continue that and and I say that with all respect there's something wrong with having just yourself or a small team. But for a lot of people, I just saw them get to retirement age and they were still showing homes. They were still listing homes. And so I really found a passion is when I looked around the industry, I was like, those that are retiring or selling their businesses or can actually go on vacation with their kids and not have their ear, you know, their phone to their ear the entire time. Um, they have assistants, right? And when I started to dig deeper, they have virtual assistants as well, you know, many times because virtual assistants is a cheaper option for a lot of people than a $48,000 a year salary or $60,000 a year salary. And so, you know, I started to use um, virtual assistants and real estate had a lot of success. Um, and so I bridged over by, cause I just wanted to kind of disrupt the model a little bit um, and just put a little of a new spin on how things were being done. Um, but that transition was really easy for me because I came from an industry where I just saw, you know, and, and I mean it with the most respect, I saw a whole bunch of older generations, 20, 30, sure. 40 years ahead of me. And I looked at all of the things that they wish they had done, right? I wish I had built a team. I wish I had maybe had an assistant and not been so stubborn that it should just be me. And I was like, man. And so when I started, when I first got started, I, the company started because my buddy's like, Hey, you have awesome virtual assistants. Like, can I borrow one? And I was like, nah, no, nah, my team's my team, but I'll go find you one. Right. And he's like, well, what do I owe you for your time? I was like, nothing, man. And he's like, well, here's two grand. And I was like, Oh, two oh, grand. Nice. I was like, I just found him an assistant. He loved it. And I was like, this could be a business. And so that, that's how we got started. But the, the really, what made me stick in the business was when I started to give people virtual assistants and they used them properly, you know, I started to get the messages of, well, my family actually sees me now, right? Or, you know, I actually can take a Saturday off or, oh, my assistant checked my email so I can spend that extra 30 minutes in the morning with my kids. Um, So that's really, you know, was my transition um, was just that impact. That's awesome. So let's back up a little bit because you did mention that you've coached interior designers, you have clients who are interior designers. So walk me through what that could look like in Sphere Virtual Assistance helping an interior designer to leverage and get their life back or to free up doing the small stuff to focus on the big picture for their business. Yeah. So kind of like backing out even of interior designers, like every business has the same rhythm, right? It's got the, you start off with your personal life. We've already talked about that. Then it moves 
goes into your business. And when we talk about just foundational stuff, right? Who's doing your bookkeeping at the end of the month, right? If you spend 20 grand and you make 30 grand, who's doing that? Who's doing the accounting? Who's keeping track of the receipts when you take a real estate agent to lunch, right? All those little <laughs> things that can, you know, nab time here or there. And then we kind of move into the lead generation aspect, right? You know, every business has lead generation and for everybody that's different. It could be your networking and you need to go meet five people a week um, to increase your business. Maybe it's just taking care of existing relationships. So, you know, some small examples of this is um, for some interior designers, they wanted to meet five new real estate agents a month that were high producers. So the virtual assistant would be the one that was responsible every single week for reaching out to five to 10 top producers to schedule those lunches or those coffees, or, you know, even in the virtual world, those zoom meetings. Um, now, if you already had a hundred contacts and they had sent you business in the past for, you know, staging consults or interior design, you know, now maybe that virtual assistant just loves on those hundred people every month, right? That assistant would call all a hundred of your top referring clients or, you know, people that use you. And every month they would just go, Hey, you know, it's Sarah, Justin's, you know, they wouldn't say virtual assistant, but hey, it's Sarah, it's it, uh, <laughs> Justin's assistant over at one, two, three staging interior design. And I'm just calling to say, we love your business and thank you for all the referrals. And we just want to see if there's anything we can do for you to make your world better. And, you know, and so that, that obviously goes from personal to just the foundational pieces, marketing, accounting, and then you can go into lead gen and do something like that. And then we even do things in the servicing side, right? Like, um, how's your client experience, right? Before the meeting, is someone calling your client to confirm that their meeting's still good, that if they mm. need to change it, right? So I think there's just little pieces. So you go, you go life to foundations, to lead gen, to customer servicing, and then kind of circles back around to customer care, right? You know, are you calling your client a week after you just designed their home and going, hey, are there any tweaks that you found now that you've lived in it for seven days or, Hey, you've now seen the staging for seven days. Do you have any tweaks, you know, and it's great opportunities for upsells or cross sells, or even just checking in on your clients and, you know, for three, four, five dollars an hour that a virtual assistant costs you, you know, you can do some really unique things. Another thing that interior designers would do a lot, especially on like big bids, you know, if you go on a bid, you know, I'm sure you guys yeah. all get this when you go on a bid and the client's like shocked. They're like, oh, I thought it was going to be cheaper than that. You know, <laughs> yeah, always. Uh, I'm currently building a home and working with a designer now. We're like, oh, uh, which I knew. Um, but, you know, <laughs> but like for a lot of interior designers, now they're sending, you know, the virtual assistant sending out a packet after, you know, after the meeting, you know, with best next steps or they're sending a thank you card for allowing them to be inside of their wonderful home with a brownie attached from sendoutcards.com. So it's just a lot of little things that if I'm a busy business owner and I just had five awesome big meetings that day, I'm not thinking about going home at four o'clock when my family is wanting my attention and my dogs are wanting to go play of like sending a brownie with a thank you card to everybody <laughs> that just came. But those little things make the biggest of differences. And it's a great, those are little great nuggets for, you know, virtual assistants to do for really any business owner. That is a great, great nugget. So what kind of um, range of service can we, can, are we talking from maybe answering emails or doing some of the things that you just said, or do you have virtual assistants as well? Because one of the biggest pain points for interior designers is getting someone who can do the technical side, especially for the aforementioned solopreneurs. Maybe like for me, example, when I had started my interior design firm, I knew nothing from CAD or SketchUp or any of that. So I hired somebody to do that kind of work. Are you, are you offering those kind of services as well? Design, rendering? 
and all of yeah, that? Yeah, absolutely. So what's really interesting is, um, so most of our virtual assistants come from the Philippines, which is number one, because sure. their native language is English first. But also, um, I've been over there many times now. And what sometimes we get disconnected in where we live, and we don't realize the world's a global economy. Um, I love casinos, so I'll put that out there. I love casinos, kind of a random fact. So when I went over there for the first time, I went to a casino in Manila, and this was the nicest casino in the entire like world that I've ever been to. And really? so, and so you're like, where are you taking this, Justin? So when I looked around, I was like, someone had to design this place. Someone had to lay the brick here. Someone had to make the technology and security cameras here. And it made me realize it, that no matter what world you're in or economy in, there are still people that are very, very smart and can do anything that you need them to do. And so a lot of times when we think about virtual assistants, we think about I'm just trying to get the cheapest labor possible to do some tasks for me. Well, sure. you can do that in the U.S. too, right? I can go look down the street at high school kids and go, oh, minimum wage here in Tennessee is nine bucks an hour. Cool. I can get someone at nine bucks an hour, but they're not going to be able to do CAD for me, right? They're not going to be able to do mm -hmm. software design. So I would say it's kind of similar. Let's say in your local market, and I know this is if you're listening to California or New York or somewhere, you're going to be like, what? But like, let's say in your market, 40 grand is like a base level, just assistant out of college, right? And 100 mm -hmm. grand is someone that can do CAD design software, you know, do everything you need them to do. Well, it's the same with virtual assistants, right? I can go get, you know, ethically someone at $2 and 50 cents an hour, which is almost triple their minimum wage. And wow. they can, and, and they can do the $40,000 a year us based work, right? They can answer email. They can check this. They can, you know, organize this. They can send the brownies off of a website after they see that you went on an appointment. But then at the same time, I can go hire someone at six, $7 an hour, which is equivalent to a six-figure salary over there. And I can find people with a bachelor's degree in design or a master's degree, you know, in, you know, engineering plans and things like that. So it really, it's just a scale thing, right? You know, the problem is mm -hmm. most people get into VAs and go, how cheap can I make this? Well, that's not a good, that's, that's like telling an interior <laughs> that's designer. Never good. It's like me telling an interior designer, how cheap can you make my home and still make it look good? And they go, you're crazy. Right. And so, <laughs> but that's the awesome benefit of a VA world is your higher end six figure type level talent can be six, seven, eight bucks an hour versus, you know, 60, 70, 80. So. That's fascinating. So uh, let's go again. I'm going to go back to the solopreneur uh, because that is a big part of our audience or small, smaller interior design agencies. And you did mention that people in their 50s or their 60s, maybe they haven't leveled up or put in those layers to retire or to sell their business. It's still them going out and putting hands on. So what would you say to that interior designer who's like, oh, my gosh, this sounds really good, but it sounds a little overwhelming. I wouldn't even know where to begin, what to tell the virtual assistant to do to set me up in this way? And this is kind of a loaded question, mm -hmm. but I guess what I'm getting at is that if I said, okay, let me go to Sphere Rocket virtual assistants and this sounds great. I want to del start delegating some of this stuff to give me some more time to retire. Do you guys provide like consultations and framework of, yes, this is what we can do for you to set that up? Yeah, absolutely. So we're actually one of the only virtual assistant companies that when, whenever you come into our world, um, we mandate that you have a coach with us. And it's not like an extra charge. It's not anything we upsell you. It's just like every person's assigned a coach. And the reason why that is, is because you could say, you know, 
you need a marketing assistant and you have XYZ size of business. And then you could have a solopreneur come in and say, I, I need a marketing director. Then you could have a team of a hundred designers on one organization say they need a marketing director. Well, that's three different marketing directors for three very different size companies. That's a completely different job in and of itself of what they're looking for. And so, you know, you really, and most people, if you've never kind of exercised that bone of leverage, you know, you really are going to have to get a coach to help you with that. And that's just something we do. Um, if you're, if you're like, Hey, I don't need to use fear rocket. I'm just going to do this on my own. I'm going to hire a virtual assistant on my own. The other best way to kind of do that is to just video, you know, and what I mean by video is like, this is a little extreme, but when I first got started in the business, I strapped a GoPro to myself for two weeks. Um, and what I did is I, it, it taught me everything I needed to do. Now I know 99% of your listeners aren't going to strap a GoPro to themselves and analyze <laughs> what they did for two weeks. But you know, I teach my people like set an alarm on your phone every 15 minutes. It might sound obsessive, but write down what you just did during that 15 minutes and then write down the next 15 minutes and you're going to realize real fast what you need to leverage. You don't even have to ask me what you need to leverage. You're going to have your own list, which could be a full assistance worth before you even get into what should you be doing. Awesome. So aside from that aspect of it, what other things can uh, Sphere Rocket do from a virtual assistant standpoint and for like business development or to get in the business to help scale that to a point to where we can release, you know, us being the linchpin, you know, of everything so we can retire and do that beside aside from that piece. Mm -hmm. um, so a few things. Number one, I know you just said linchpin. That's a big book that I'm actually reading right now. Um, with Russell <laughs> oh, okay. Brunson. So if you haven't read that one, that's a great book on that subject. Yeah. Russell Brunson's linchpin is a really good one. Um, but for me, you know, the virtual assistant, it, and now this is going to sound kind of kind of counterintuitive, but the virtual assistant just taking task off your plate or just doing some more things for you, um, the, the VA themselves isn't going to actually probably just all of a sudden you feel like, oh, I can sell my business now or I can just retire now. But what it's going to do is if you can even get just say 10 hours of your brain power back a week, it's going to allow you to use those 10 hours to be more focused on certain things. I'll give you a great example of this. We had an interior designer last year, um, so solopreneur. She was probably mid 60s. She's like, I only got about 10 more years of wanting to do this. And I, but I still want to make money off of it. And so we got her about 15 hours back a week with the VA. VA is working 40 for her, but got about 15 <laughs> hours of work back that she didn't have to do anymore. And I, and I told her when I was coaching her, I said, the only thing you should do with, with these extra 15 hours a week, and I want to see it in your calendar. I, I, I challenged her, put two hours a day where all I want you to do is I want you to find someone or two that could come into your business and eventually take over this business for you, right? I need you to find that prodigy that can come in and, you know, can own 25% of the company or own 50% of the company, right? Because what I said is, I said, you're probably not going to tomorrow put an ad out and find someone and then just hand them over 25% and keep banking 75%, right? I said, that's going to take a few years of trust probably build up or, you know, of learning the business. I said, but if you don't start that now at 65 and you started mm -hmm. at 73, you're too yeah. late or you're going to make a bad decision or you're going to undersell yourself. And so a VA for in, in that case, the VA itself didn't actually impact the actual piece of getting out of the business or getting more time, but it freed up from all those other tasks that prevents us from, you know, working in the or working on the business versus in the business. Right. So, you know, I think that's a big thing, too. I love that. I love that. I actually do have someone in my business that I would, I would actually think, hmm, maybe that's something I'm not, I'm 55. So I have a, a few years to do that, but it would be terrific for that. So that's, that's an amazing thing. Okay. Speaking of feeling comfortable with delegating and security, what kind of fail safes do you have at Sphere Rocket for like security? So one of my biggest things, so what, as I'm talking to you, I, I must get 
easily 300 emails a day. I'm handling them, right? And I would love to delegate that. <laughs> I would love to delegate it. But I'm a little concerned about giving someone my email logins or that much. You know what I mean? So if you how what would you say to the interior designer, namely me, mm-hmm. um, <laughs> who is a little bit nervous about giving someone that kind of access to their stuff? Yeah. So for me, there's a few things. So um, number one, and, I'll, and every example is going to have an answer to it specifically, but I'll kind of deep dive email just to kind of prove a general overall concept that if we're very smart with how we set things up, that we can really, you know, reduce risk. And so first example, I will never give um, a VA on my team access to my email in in terms of login information. So they'll never know my password. Now okay. you're like, well, how do they manage your email? They don't know your password. Yeah. Well, we use something called LastPass. Um, LastPass yep. is a system that allows you to log in. Now it's a lot. Now I'll tell you 99% of people mess up LastPass because they don't watch any training videos. They don't watch anything and they do it wrong. And the VA can see the password still. They can autofill it in. And it's still like, what is this even doing for me? But if you use that system, right, which, uh, you know, in our case, our team will train you on that. It's like, cool. So now my VAs can get into my email, but they don't know my password, right? So if I need to shut them out or if they try and be tricky and they want to reset my email, reset my password, they can't even do it because they don't even know the original password. And so that's (laughs) an example of like, okay, now I know that I can't get locked out. And then from there, we change our settings in our email to like, with like you know, like the trash folder or something gets trashed sure. and it goes away in 30 days. Well, we change our trash setting to 180 days. So that way, if someone gets trashed, it's not just gone in 30 days because I didn't check it. Um, we also use something called Google Suite, you know, which is an upgraded yeah, version. And then mm-hmm. we really dig into the settings. And this is something we help people kind of fast track. It's like, cool, change this setting, this setting, and this setting. This setting will auto download all of your emails, you know, every 30 days, <laughs> you know, into a folder on the Google Drive. So that way, even if something was deleted, it's still there, right? Oh, um, you know, there's a I Google need that drive. setting. <laughs> yeah. There's a Google. <laughs> once a month, our COO goes in the business and clicks a button and everything in our business downloads onto a you know a local drive he's got um and so you know the other thing is we put a lot of fail safes in place where uh, for example, we use something called screenshotmonitor.com, where in order for a VA to access any of our stuff, that has to be turned on. So if they're accessing any of our websites or anything that we plug into the software, it means that they're on that they're on screenshotmonitor.com. Oh, and so the really nice. cool thing, the really cool thing about that is I know that if they're working in any of my systems, that they're on screenshotmonitor.com, which means all of their actions are being recorded. It's being put into a, like a monitor. So now I can go check that monitor if I ever need to. Now I don't check it 99% of the time. But if I ever have a, you know, like what happened here? What were they doing at one o'clock or two o'clock? Mm-hmm. Um, that's obviously a big piece of it, of security of if any system, right? It could be email. It could be anything like my Facebook account. Um, and then, you know, really it's all just about knowing and asking the right questions. I get people all the time. Well, I don't want to give someone access to my Facebook. Well, there's a setting and there's a way to do it very securely. Now, if you just yeah. haphazardly don't do the research, or you don't ask a question. You know, I get that all the time from clients. They're like, well, I didn't know you could do that. I'm like, well, you never asked, right? And it's in the training material. <laughs> But I was like, you just gave them a login. You didn't even ask, like, is there a way to do this more safe, you know, a more safe way? Um, So, yeah. So I think there's a lot of just different, really unique and, you know, a shameless plug here. Obviously, as someone that's 
gave 5,000 VAs out to people, have 100 on my own team. We've seen every problem. We know every workaround <laughs> for the most part. If there is a workaround, we'll find it. And so, you know, that's obviously just like an interior designer. Why do you pay someone to interior design your home when you could do it yourself? Well, it's because they're going to help you see things you don't know, lend you expertise. Same here. There's a lot of that. You know, you're you're not only paying us just to give you a virtual assistant. You're also paying us for the knowledge that we've garnered over three years of doing it. So for sure. For sure. I love it, Justin Nelson. You've created quite an impressive business here at Sphere Rocket VA. And I, I'm you're really impressive. At 26, my goodness, you're not going to wait till you're 76 before you set up your retirement. I don't think so. That's, uh-huh. already, that's already done. Justin Nelson, now I have to ask you, are you ready for the What Up Wingnut round? Yeah, I'm ready. What would the hashtag on your tombstone be? I think it would be net life, N-E-T life. You know, that for me is a big thing. A lot of times people are like, you can make way more money. You could do more things if you wanted to. For me, it's about net life. I mean, what is the net of my, it's like net profit. Like what's life, you know, how much life am I living? I like it. That's a first for sure. You're stuck on a deserted island, but you can have your one favorite food forever. What is it? Uh, it's definitely steak. I'm a big meat eater. So it goes so back. Am I. To- oh, that reminds me. That reminds me. Of, so am I. I love steak and it's probably it's terrible. I shouldn't eat so much of it probably. But you did mention earlier. This is an aside. This is mm-hmm. my wingnut brain that you love casinos. Do you play poker? I do. I do. I love poker. I'm obsessed with it. I just learned how to play this year and I, I am it. obsessed. I love it. I love it. We should play. We Absolutely. should meet up somewhere and play. Absolutely. Anytime. <laughs> You'll take my money. Yeah, sure. No problem. <laughs> and last but not least, please recommend a book that has impacted you either personally or professionally. Yeah, it might be a run of the mill one, but four hour work week. When I first read it, I did not know that it was a, a book all about virtual assistants. I read it like five times. And then once I owned a VA company, someone <laughs> went, hey, did you get that idea from four hour work week? And I was like, there's VAs and four hour work week. And then I went and read it again. And I was like, Holy cow, this whole book is about VAs. So, um, yeah, that's probably been the biggest one for me. That's Tim Ferriss. Yeah. I should have seen that one coming. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> it should have. That makes so much sense. <laughs> Justin Nelson, please tell the audience where they can go to find out more about you and uh, more about Sphere Rocket, and we will call it a day. Absolutely. The best place is just to go to hireleverage.com, H I R E, leverage.com. You can find all kinds of cool nuggets on there, tools, even if, and I say this with the most respect, like if you want to avoid using us and trying do it yourself. Awesome. Like much respect. We got plenty of clients. So there's a lot of tools on there too. Even if you're trying to do it yourself, obviously I think I can save you a lot of headache and, you know, shortcut the success for you as well. But at a minimum, at least go to the website, check out some tools. We got all the job descriptions, different things that we kind of chatted about today um, on there. So again, it's higher leverage, H I R E.com. All right. Thank you so much, Justin, for joining us. We really appreciate it. Absolutely. Thank you. All right, guys, that's it for another episode of Designed by Wingnut Social. Remember, if you are not following us on our YouTube channel, same name, Designed by Wingnut Social, head on over there so you can see us in all of our glory, myself, our amazing bloopers, (laughs) if I do say so myself, and the terrific add-ons and additional information that are put up there by my extraordinary producer, Nicole Lyons. And don't forget, if you need help with marketing, your interior design firm, you're an architect firm, or if you're a home furnishings manufacturer vendor, wingnutsocial.com. Go hook that up. Go hit that up and let's see how we can work together. All right, guys. Thanks so much for tuning in. Remember, until next time, to get out there, get uncomfortable, and be great. You've reached the end of this episode of Designed by Wingnut Social, but that's only the first step into accelerating your business the Wingnut way. 
Head over to wingnutsocial.com or call us at 786-206-4331 to see how we can help take your business from meh to amazing. We'll see you on the next episode of Designed by Wingnut Social, your digital marketing tightly fastened. So what would you say to people who are in this kind of edit? Sorry. Um, hold on. I have an edit and I have to cough. Good boy, Mango.